close to the microphone hey, why do you do that i don't it makes know. you so much louder than me mm. okay there we go how's that much better see okay. how our levels are similar now that was me that was you this is really good audio have... because i'm pointing to things that nobody can see yes right uh but we just got Welcome done talking back. about halo one why mm-hmm. am i saying this it's episode it's episode three so you like, know this you don't need to know what we just did and you're starving that's... for more always just always hungry. I really hope that the every other week episode schedule for this doesn't make people like overly forget. antsy or forget. Forget about yeah. us. <laughs> uh, hopefully the YouTube videos of us playing through are helping like ease that, that exchange. Um, well, who knows? Yeah. Give us some feedback. Shoot us an email. Uh-huh. Nerdybiz.com slash contact and you can... Right. And Is it won't... contact? I think it's contact. I should do that. You should do Hang that. Hang on, I'm checking right, right now because I have, you know, it's the age of the internet and there's a computer. Last episode we had uh, Sketch Sawyer with us. Nerdybiz.com slash contact. Yes, okay, there you go. Shoot us an email, let us know cards how much you do or do not like us. Yeah, send your cards and letters and cash. <laughs> I, sent... <laughs> I just choked on my spit. <laughs> Excuse me. All right. Send anything. Um, last episode we had Ben on. Yep. Um, the uh, the OG Sketch Sawyer. Uh, to talk about Halo 1 and us getting into the Halo universe as a family. And uh, he was going to tag along for this episode, but duty called and he had to get back to doing his thing for a living, which is making comics, which is totally fine. Comic creation. So, yeah, we were going to edit out the fact that, like, I said he was going to be here and he's not. That's fine. We'll get over it. Um we now, miss now you, ben. you know now you know why that's that's the that's that he's not here. Yeah. He had to go make comics. So check out Butcher Queen, which we should have had him promote. Yeah. Um because this is going to start coming out right when that's going to mm-hmm. actually release. Right. So this episode if the first episode's the 4th, this episode will be the 12th, 18th. And that's when it's coming out, that's I think. That's the day of Butcher Queen. Butcher Queen's out today. Yay! Get me down to the comic store. Yeah, (laughs) and it's distributed by Diamond. So if your comic book shop doesn't have it, you can order it, and it will be uh, 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 fulfilled. Yes, Yes. and it is a beautiful, beautiful anthology. No, it's not an anthology. Anthology. No, it's it's just a story. It's a story about Sid Kiawa. It's a it's an immigrant Mm -hmm. song about. it's, yeah, it's a story about immigration and oppression and 
all sorts of good stuff. So definitely go get that. If you like cyberpunk, if you like badass yeah. female lead characters, yes, it's very good. Yes. <clears throat> um, but that aside, this show is about Hey Lo this season, and so I just did that like a slam poet. Hey, hello. Hello, everybody. The show Episode. is about Halo this, this season. Um, yep. Not entirely. Mm-hmm. We will get to Destiny 1 and 2 eventually, yeah. but there are so many Halo games that we're talking about. Yeah. 1, 2, 3, ODST, 4, 5, and Reach. Seven games in total. And, and we are looking forward to the release of... Infinite. Infinite. Yeah. It's coming. It's not coming soon not enough, fast enough, but it'll, it'll be here eventually, and for that, we are grateful. Um, so, like, okay, Halo 2. Halo 2. So, we just talked about Halo 1. Lean back. Sorry. <laughs> Stop right. it. No, you're good. Um, Halo 2, we just talked about Halo 1, and that game, for all of its small to medium flaws, has some extremely important things that it did for both the industry and for telling stories with single-player games, I think. And Mm -hmm. we talked about that as we went through our playthrough of the first episode, first game, sorry, and in this last episode where we talked about the first game. But we also teased that Halo 2 is ambitious from the gate. And there's not really any way to describe it but to just describe it. So Halo 1 starts with a small cutscene, Chief waking up, and you get right to fighting. Halo 2 starts with a tribunal where the elite, the Covenant elite, um, that's a species within the Covenant, they're saying Haley, they're the tall ones that go work, 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 work in Halo 1 and actually talk in Halo 2. Big guys with four hinged mouths, um... The the elite in charge of the Covenant forces in Halo 1 is being put on trial for failing to defeat the humans and allowing them to desecrate the the divine rings. And it starts with that. Because they have created a cult, a religious cult, that reveres the ring. It's not even a cult. It's their religion. The Covenant is a religion that's devoted to the Forerunner's relics. And so the rings are holy icons, and are holy relics. the The key that activates the rings are called is called the sacred icon. Um, all forerunner architecture that you find on the rings or on any planet are deemed holy. Like their church is built upon those who came before the forerunners. And they are talking about a deliverance, a divine deliverance. The great journey. The great journey, which they are. Foolishly hoping to propel themselves into this. It's not even foolish at this point, right? Like they How can you believe not, entirely. Just in because the they believe doesn't these, mean that it's not foolish. We know this because we are chief, and we've been informed what the rings actually do. None of them know that. I, mm, yeah, they're but that's what makes them completely deceived. They've built yes, up. but I don't think they're foolishly believing. They're very devoutly believing in devoutly a thing that they have been folly. misinformed about. In, com- yeah. in complete folly. And that's the that's the crux of Halo 2, actually. We've kind of jumped the gun um, in this. But, like, the beginning of the game is Jules... Va- uh, not Jules. Um, Thel Vadami. Um, or Thel Vadam, after he's, he loses his shipmaster rank. Being put on trial for failing to protect the Sacred Ring. 
There was only one chief. One? Are you sure? Yes. They called it the Pillar of Autumn. Why was it not destroyed with the rest of their fleet? It fled as we set fire to their planet. But I followed with all the ships in my command. When you first saw Halo, were you blinded by its majesty? Blinded? Paralyzed? Dumbstruck? No. Yet the humans were able to evade your ships, land on the sacred ring, and desecrate it with their filthy footsteps. Noble hierarchs. Surely you understand that once the Parasite attacked... There will be order in this council! You were right to focus your attention on the Flood. But this demon, this Master Chief... By the time I learned the demon's intent... There was nothing I could do. Noble Prophet of Truth, this has gone on long enough. Make an example of this bungler. The Council demands it. You are one of our most treasured instruments. Long have you led your fleet with honor and distinction. But your inability to safeguard Halo was a colossal failure. I will continue my campaign against the humans. No! You will not. Soon the great journey shall begin. But when it does, the weight of your heresy will stay your feet, and you shall be left behind. And when he is convicted, essentially, of failure, uh, he is stripped of his entire rank. He's branded. The mark, they never talk about it. But the mark he's branded with is called the Mark of Shame. Um, and uh, that's how the game starts. You don't even see Master Chief for the first like five minutes. Mm -hmm. It's this trial. And then it transitions to Chief getting berated playfully by uh, a Master at Arms who's like, this is fried, this chip's fried, this hardware is destroyed. You know how expensive this is? And Chief just goes, tell that to the Covenant. Which is... Ugh, it's corny as hell, but that's yeah, fine. Yeah. And then it switches back, and you see, you see Thel get branded, <clears throat> and then it switches back, and you see this award ceremony. And Chief being thanked. Chief being given a ribbon, and uh, Miranda Keys being mm -hmm. given um, posthumous award, posthumous for her honors for her father, mm -hmm. Jacob. Ja there you go, Jacob Keys. Um, it toggles between the celebration of the uh, UNSC and the, the, defenestration the defeat of, um, uh, and trial and defeat of, and I don't know his name. Fell. Fell. Fell of Adam. He becomes, okay, so he's going to be obliterated. The council has... The council, yeah, yeah, deems him a heretic and wants his... What is the, what is the, the prophet of truth says? Something about his entrails. Council wants to see you dragged by your entrails or something like yes, that. Yes. He's like, but they're overzealous. And ultimately, and your you're, fate you're not a comes, heretic. Your ultimate, your fate comes yes. to us. And what you did, yes, was failure, but yes. you're no heretic. Yes. The council decided to have you hung by your entrails and your corpse paraded through the city. But ultimately, the terms of your execution are up to me. I am already dead. Indeed. You know where we are. The mausoleum of the Arbiter. Quite so. 
Here rests the vanguard of the great journey. Every arbiter from first to last. Each one created and consumed in times of extraordinary crisis. The taming of the hunters, the Grunt Rebellion. Were it not for the arbiters, the Covenant would have broken long ago. Even on my knees, I do not belong in their presence. Halo's destruction was your error, and you rightly bear the blame. But the Council was overzealous. We know you are no heretic. This is the true face of heresy. One who would subvert our faith and incite rebellion against the High Council. Our prophets are false. Open your eyes, my brothers. They will use the faith of our forefathers to bring ruin to us all. The Great Journey is a... This heretic, and those who follow him, must be silenced. Their slander offends all who walk the path. What use am I? I can no longer command ships, lead troops into battle. Not as you are, no. But become the Arbiter. And you shall be set loose against this heresy with our blessing. What of the Council? The tasks you must undertake as the Arbiter are perilous, suicidal. You will die as each Arbiter has before you. The Council will have their corpse. You are, as, a, as penance for your crime, given the opportunity to serve as the Prophet's Arbiter. Um, which is like you are the sword and will of the prophets, but sort of like chief prosecutor kind of a thing. But you are sent on suicide missions because that job is one of complete servitude and final desperation. And not not, not always, I don't think. Like, uh, they all died. But I don't think that, I don't think it's all in desperation. I okay. think other arbiters before were volunteer mm-hmm. and just volunteered for the honor of being that kind of sacrifice to the cause. Okay. And he's given the opportunity as a me as a way out of ultimate shame to give him a chance to redeem himself a little bit. By dying for his cause. Because he says the council yes. will get their corpse. That's because he gets sent on suicide missions. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like they're not sentencing him to death, but they are. They are, yeah. They're saying you're gonna take this you can take this role, earn some honor back for your name. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe he is maybe earn your way back completely into completely humiliated and yeah. and ashamed of himself. But at the same time, he's also I think confused. I don't think he is yet. No, because like in the beginning, he's like, "No, I wasn't blinded by its beauty. No, I wasn't. I'm not a heretic." Mm-hmm. And the covenant's like, "Yes, you are. You should die." And he's like, "But I didn't. What the hell?" Mm-hmm. And I think he's. I think he is. He humbles himself before the prophets because he knows he's in no position to stand up. But I think the beginning of this game sows mm. the seed of okay. why he would maybe be willing to hear. Because mm-hmm. imagine if he volunteered for the role of arbiter, that he's far more indoctrinated to the cause. And when he comes to the heretic, he might completely ignore what he says wholesale. Yeah. But instead, he's I just been think kind it's a sign of, of his intelligence. He's yeah, just, sure. Yeah. But I also think he thinks he may have kind of been mistreated. Mm-hmm. Because, I, didn't, like, I didn't get that, but I understand what you're saying. I did not pick that he's up. He's super devout, though. Yeah. That's the thing. Like yeah. The first cutscene you see after 
um, your first mission with Chief, which we will go back to. Mm-hmm. Um, the first mission you see uh, of him, he's in a ship with another shipmaster whose name I do not remember, um, but who's a very cool character um, who wears all white armor and is missing the front part of his two left mandibles um, on his jaw. And he's like chanting, doing a prayer with his troops. On the blood of our fathers, on the blood of our sons, we swore to uphold the covenant, even through our dying breath. And then he walks over to the Arbiter in this cutscene and says, This armor suits you, but it cannot hide that mark. Nothing ever will. You are the Arbiter, the will of the prophets. But these are my elites. Their lives matter to me, yours does not. That makes two of us. Hmm. So he's, and, he's pretty defeated at that point. I don't think he's defeated. Oh. We've talked about this. He's, he's no longer defeated at that point. I feel like he he's completely resigned to his fate and um, going to no. make the best of it. That's the way I felt. No, I feel like he's so devout that he's like, my life doesn't matter either. Mm-hmm. It's all for the greater good, for mm-hmm. the cause. You could be right. I think that's a, Some of both, maybe. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a blinding... He's a blinded devotee, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. He just goes, oh, I have this opportunity to make good. And uh, already, um, and I'm jumping, I'm jumping ahead. Already, we have the stage set for. It's basically those two missions. Yeah, set everything up. We yes, and we have the, we have an awareness now that the blind devotion of the council and the the prophets. Oh, the the power they wield yes. is un. Unrivaled. They've united all these races of of aliens, and they all have different levels of importance. Mm-hmm. The grunts being this subjugated, and, so, yes, more. yeah, um, with the elites as their right hand. Mm-hmm. And so they're like the, the hierarchy. And but the you you've so you've got the you've got this multi layered uh, coalition of by force or whatever. You've got all these different aliens yeah. kind of working for the covenant, um, and yet you're seeing that the the fractures. That the brutes are starting to take. Well, that hasn't even really happened. Hasn't even really happened yet, but they're no. going to start taking authority. And then yeah. you think, then you see that the prophets are going behind Arbiter's back, and then you. So you've got the heretic yeah, the whole that will be rising apart. up, you know, to to be telling the truth. And you've got all these political things are all getting ready. And as goofy as this game is, kind of flawed. I don't think it's. Where do you think it's goofy? Uh, it's just too much. Almost too much. If you don't know the backstory, and if you don't have time to just sit and pull it all apart, I think it's kind of a mess. I, I see it now I'm in, the complete in re- opposite, actually. Really? I, I, yeah, because like, there's I no backstory it. that I've given yet. N- n- None yet. If, like, when you were playing the, the, guy the first who's time? In, with, yeah, in the guy head. who's in charge of the first game who failed... Gets punished, mm-hmm. and then he becomes a, a new a weapon of the uh, of the of the prophets. Right, and then Chief fights off an attack on Earth, follows the ship through, and as soon as he follows the ship through, you're back to the Arbiter taking out the heretic you saw before. The heretic then says, "Yo, these rings don't take us on some great journey. They kill everything, which you already know from mm-hmm. Halo One. Mm-hmm. Now the Arbiter knows, and now he's like, what? And then you he go. He doesn't to the, believe him though." No, not, imi- not immediately. No, 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 why would he? He's a heretic. Mm-hmm. But then you go back to Chief, who's followed that ship through the slipspace portal into another ring, and then you go and kill the Prophet of Regret. And then because you kill the Prophet of Regret, 
you then see a cutscene where the now the prophets, the remaining two, have decided the elites obviously can't protect us. They failed to protect the ring, and they failed to protect the prophet, so they're out. Now the brutes are in, mm-hmm. and that causes a civil war. Mm-hmm. And that civil war alienates the guy who told Arbiter in the beginning, like, these are my men. Alienates him, and then Arbiter is like, he's caught, he's, uh, he's, he's killed by Tartarus, mm-hmm. the massive brute. Yeah. He gets pushed off the ledge, and he, before he does, Ar- uh, Arbiter's like, the prophets will kill you when they hear about this. And Tartarus is like, who do you think told us to do it? Right. And then as he is thrown off the edge, and as Chief jumps into the ocean, at the same moment, they are both retrieved by this horrible, terrific mess of flesh and evil called the Gravemind, who, despite his Being acutely it- <laughs> evil nature, uh, explains to them, like... Y'all, your enemy's the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he tells the Arbiter, like... This is not your grave. <laughs> oh, yeah. When, when she falls, he says, this is not your grave, but you're welcome in it. What is that? I, I am a monument to all your sins. I'd rather not piss this thing off. Demon. This one is mission and and has its mind concluded. This one is but flesh and faith, and is the more deluded. Kill me or release me, Parasite. But do not waste my time with talk. There is much talk, and I have listened. Through rock and metal and time. Now I shall talk, and you shall listen. And so what he, like, Chief is like, he's right. This is, this thing is going to kill everybody. And the Arbiter's like, I don't believe it. And so he sends Chief to go do something, the Gravemind does, and then he sends the Arbiter off and goes, if you don't believe me, go go look. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so far that's a pretty and compelling story that doesn't really... V- There's a lot happening, sure, but I don't think it really veers into the goofy or the absurd. Like, it's just telling a story of de- I... devoutness and, and betrayal. To me, as a first-person shooter video game, I think it was way over ambitious. And in I think you've been numbed by the lack of storytelling that single-player, that first-person shooter games play. I now. love it. Yeah, I absolutely love it. The politics of this whole disaster are fascinating to me. But I just think, as I don't know how people received it at the time, how. Did the vast majority of younger players, did they just go banging through the campaign, you know... I think Outpost Discovery might have been like... It was very informative. Yeah, I think a a lot of... I ate it up like Mm -hmm. like ice cream. I was like, oh my god, and this guy's... Like good but bad because he doesn't know what... And like this means like, oh my... Like I was was beside myself. It was helping you too? Huh? It was actually helping you too to... 
put it all together? You at this late stage of your oh no 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 no. Experience? I mean, this is this was my initial experience oh. as a kid. Okay. This came out in two thousand four, so I was you... thirteen, uh-huh. and like I was eating it up. But okay. I'd also read uh-huh. three or four books by this point. See, that's and like, what I wonder. I was a hundred percent in. So when I heard about yeah. Fell of Atomy, I was like, yeah. Oh, this is the guy that failed in Halo One, and when I watch him get cast down and mm-hmm. get them my my logo when I played online for Halo 2 was the mark of shame okay because I identified with Arbiter so much yeah so but so for someone who doesn't know all the backstory someone who hasn't read books so you are thrust into the game the first character the first campaign you're playing as Arbiter and nope. you play as Chief first you play Chief first first time you play as Arbiter I'm so lost because some of the Covenant are with you and some of them are not in this scene, the grunts are with you, and this scene, the elites are with you. And the next scene, you're fighting no, against... it's a complete mix the whole time. But the I, bad guys look extremely different. And I was overwhelmed. And you were, yeah, you were just, just too thrown off by like, yes. wait, they're all Covenant? Like, the, the bad grunts all are in bronze armor with weird knobby protrusions, and the bad elites have no big headgear on mm-hmm. but they have these big spindly mm-hmm. uh, barbs think, sticking out of their back I think back by the end I was starting armor. to get it <laughs> at the beginning it was just yeah badly. in the beginning you were just murdering I was murdering grunts, everybody was like, yo like, they're on our team stop I'm so sorry can we can we uh, go back to the checkpoint and do that again I yeah. want to kill all my little grunts um, oh man it was so hard but but like to me as a kid that didn't throw me off I, I knew what to look for. And I, like I noticed, like oh, it's red when I look at him, and it's green when I look at him right. when I shoot. And you know me and my tunnel vision as I play. We talked about this last episode. Yes. You shoot everybody. I do. So, Well, okay, so <laughs> I know that I played a little bit of this the first time, because I yeah. remember at the time being absolutely uninformed and clueless as to what it was, why, why I was playing as the Covenant. I did not get it, and I'm still absorbing it. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a lot for sure, but I don't know if the the amount is perceived by you due to not having really done games like this in large mass. Like you've played Destiny, and you've played Half Life, but that's kind of it for first person shooters. Mm-hmm. And I've been playing first person shooters kind of since the beginning. I've been playing the Call of Duties and the Medal of Honors and the. Those aren't first person. Mass Effect isn't first person. It's third person. Mm-hmm. And it's wildly different. You're fighting... You never fight people that look like you. No, no that's not true. You. That's not true. That's not true. You fight bandits all the time. But there's never a people assisting you that aren't in your squad. Mm-hmm. With a big name over their head. It's like, up. Oh, that's Rex. Up. Oh, that's... Yeah. Whatever. That's Tali. Um, but I've been playing... First, first person shooters are like almost my primary genre mm-hmm. it's kind of changed recently because I've realized as I've gotten older I like other things weird <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah who would have thought who'd have thought hey um, but I I don't know we didn't I feel like we didn't talk as much about the personal impact of like Halo 1 last episode and that bugs me a little bit but that's okay we have seven games to kind of right. walk through this Halo 2 was incredible to me because I identified to it in multiple ways like for the first time not only like i i've described to you how i related to chief as a kid right because like to give backstory on his character like he was kidnapped from his home at six by dr halsey and taken to a military camp with 150 other kids and 
indoctrinated essentially, put through rigorous military testing and schooling immediately to turn them into the best soldiers possible from a very impressionable age. And then they were augmented without their consent, and that augmentation, biological and chemical, caused half of them to either wash out or die. So like in pretty short order. Oh, it was like we all went to sleep one day, and the next day half of us woke up. And if not, if not exactly half of us woke up, 75% of us woke up. But half of, but 25% of that 75 are so deformed they can't continue on and will die later or just disappear. Um, and then after this augmentation, they're freaks to everyone around them. They're 15 years old and seven feet tall. And like Chief gets in a boxing ring and some ODSTs pick a fight and he punches one and kills him. And he doesn't know it until later, but the dude dies. Uh, he hits a guy over the head with an assault rifle later, and it bends the assault rifle like in half. It hits him so hard. So he's a freak. They're all freaks. That's why you don't notice this in the Halo games, because in the games, they're saviors. They show up, and they're like, oh, the Spartans are here. We're going to yeah, be okay. Yeah. But in the books, like for a long time, there's strong amounts, large amounts of animosity towards them, because what are they? And what, for what purpose? And they wear these big helmets and you can't, this big armor and you can't see their face. And like, what are they for? Um, and then he starts getting deployed. The Spartans get, start getting deployed into combat with humans when they're like 14 and 15. And then the Covenant show up. So then they're the last line of defense and first line of defense against an enemy that's so advanced and so powerful. Anyway, that's a long way to go, and yeah. no, I don't relate with every single one of those things, yeah. but like, when I was nine, my mom got married, and I suddenly had three brothers I'd never met in my life. Which, when Chief got kidnapped from his home, and suddenly had a family he didn't know, and lost a part of what yeah. his old family was, that felt very similar to me. And then when he got put through rigorous military testing, and like toughness, like the person that came into my life as my dad, in the beginning was not a super great not super great at handling the, the new the responsibility job, right like and that's not to say he's not better now he's come a long way since and but like back then it was not great and my brothers weren't exactly the coolest like they had pent up frustration with the fact that i was suddenly now alpha right in this household and they didn't really have that for a while and then i was a big kid I was a big kid forever, so I was always kind of the freak and got pointed at and got said things about and I always heard it. I also went to school in St. Charles, which is a mostly white neighborhood, and I was one of two brown kids in my elementary school and middle school. Middle school was like six. Elementary school was like me and two others. And so I was always other and stood out and had things said about me. So like. As I'm reading the book about Chief and playing the game about Master Chief, like I'm identifying with him in many ways because like, I don't know, as a kid, yeah. as a 12, 10, 13 year old. You latch year old, on to things that you can. Latch on to the most familiar Yes, the, the things that will give you, you meaning for what yeah. you're experiencing. And then I didn't realize it then, immediately, mm -hmm. maybe I did, but the story of the Arbiter and his failing the expectations of leaders and failing their religious expectations like really impacted me as a kid raised in, in the church because like that was the biggest fear is failing those expectations.
and like falling short of the vision. And the first thing the arbiters say to the chief or to the arbiter after, first thing the prophets say to arbiter after he's cast out is like the the great journey is upon us, but you'll find your feet stayed, and you'll be left behind. And there was a huge fear in me as a kid of like messing up to the point where I'm just not gonna. I don't know, go to heaven or be accepted by my family or any of that. Mm -hmm. And so like Halo 2 was this crazy mix of like the fear of failure and the persistence through uh, adversity shown by Arbiter and Chief respectively. Uh, So I think that's probably why I ate that game up. Plus it was your daily escape. Yes. Came home from school every day and plugged yourself in and went to another universe and right. didn't have to think about. That's been video games for most of my life. Yeah, really until I people. moved away until college. Yeah, moved away for college. Um, but yeah, so like Halo really has Between its the books and the game. It's mm-hmm. claws deep because like, and then when you see the two halves reconcile with each other with the religiously devout learning that like maybe not all of this is true and that reconciling with the I've been through a lot of shit and I just want to make people's lives better and get this fighting to stop Mm -hmm. when those two halves reconcile and understand like we really don't have that much different between us like that meant a lot to see Chief and and Arbiter like Mm -hmm. at first yeah enemy my enemy is my friend but if you remember the remastered cutscene in Halo 2 it starts with Locke from Halo 5 talking to Arbiter and Arbiter says we weren't always friends we weren't Mm -hmm. we started as enemies but eventually we became Mm -hmm. acquaintances even friends and like that uh, process is something that like was very much a developmental process of my life of like coming to grips with the religious upbringing and side of my life and like coming to grips with the kind of rapid maturation that my childhood... And the gaming, the story maturing from this macho dude chief just being this, you know, massive guns and massive male ego to being a complex (laughs) human being. um, And that's that's aged as I have. So the older I've gotten, the more it's been like, yo, he's a person. Yeah. Hey everybody, it's Caleb, one of your hosts, and I wanted to take a quick moment to step outside of the episode so that we could talk about our sponsor. This season of Procedural Generations is sponsored by Illustrious Vision. Are you in the need of a professional graphic designer but don't want to go to an expensive agency and you don't trust your friend to execute your vision? Then hire Illustrious to create and execute your design. With over 10 years of experience, Illustrious has designed everything from flyers, logos, restaurant branding, consumer products, billboards, vehicle wraps, and more. Not only do they have a professional touch, but a creative and fun approach to their graphics. If this sounds like something you would be interested in, call 314-517-1005 to get a free quote or visit www.illustriousvisions.com today. One more time, that's 314-517-1005 to get a free quote or visit www.illustriousvisions.com today. And that's all the time I'm going to take up. Enjoy the rest of the episode, and thanks so much for listening.
the creators of this franchise to go from, okay, we're just going to make a shooter to being a saga and, and incorporating the books and the lore into yeah. a greater universe and the complexity of the politics and religion and all this stuff. I mean, it just light years, propelled it light years ahead yeah, in, in maturity level and interest level. I'm sure it went from being a kid's game to being oh, Halo an adult game. Oh, Halo 2 was groundbreaking. Game. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Halo 2 set records mm-hmm. and changed the industry. Yeah, for sure. and, and made it a lot more appealing to, you know, maybe for a dad to sit down and play with a kid mm-hmm. or a grandma to sit down. I mean, I, yeah. I, I was went over my head. No, we time. dragged you along for a yes. little bit of it, but yeah. But like, now. What, so what, do you, yeah, what yeah. do you think about Halo 2 then? Like, uh, you've already said that you thought it was a little bit overwhelming, but like now that you've had a moment, because it's been about two weeks since we finished yeah. it, about a week and a half. Yeah. Like, what is. How has that stuff ruminated in your head? Oh, because it's still, it's still for me, it was spinning. just this. This <laughs> it was like a it was like a uh, road trip through nostalgia. Like it was like oh oh, oh all of these things yes and like the for regret was... regret regret. Wonder what he means, dear humanity. We regret the alien bastards. We regret coming to Earth. And we most definitely regret the core just blew up our raggedy ass fleet. Hoorah! Like, I quoted that, and then the cutscene started, and you're like, wow, you know all of this. Yeah, like, yeah. verbatim. I've played it so much. Yeah. Um, actually, I feel like going back and playing it again. That's, That's exactly yeah. how it makes me feel. Yeah. And I can't do it yet till we finish the whole saga, but I think it's going to be one of my favorites all the way through. I can't begin to tell you how... how it's impacted me with the, yeah. like I said, just the, the quantum leap from being just a, you know, hoorah shooter to being a complex yeah, story um, sociopolitical politics. story and, um, you know, and learning a little bit more about Cortana and, and Chief's relationship. It's just fascinating to me. I mean, yeah. I've only begun to scratch the surface, which is pretty, cha- pretty challenging. Yeah. Uh, and there's, this is just the surface of games of the story yeah Yeah. you've got a very deep and extended system of books Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. to travel through and figure out so I this this might be the right time to interject this if not um, you can (laughs) dial me back and I'll jump in later but one of the one of the most fascinating things for me uh, at the Halo Outpost Discovery was sit down at a panel in which it was entitled something like How to Get Into the Halo Universe. Yeah, yeah. And, it and was actually probably exactly that. Yeah, and so basically what it was is like where to go to find these extra mm-hmm. uh, books, comics, films, yeah. and all of this stuff that they have tried to bring together into what they call the canon of lore, which was really funny because I've only t- ever heard that expression um, in relationship to the scriptures, the Bibles being yeah. brought together as a canon, which is an, an accepted authoritative. That's what um, canon means. Yeah. Canonical. Yeah. Canonical. So is only time I've ever heard that term text. before. So yeah, there's and there's um, MCU Marvel mm-hmm, canon. Mm-hmm, there's yeah. DC canon. There's right. Halo canon. It's so, the yeah. It's exactly that. The accepted stories that are right. What, what are except were maybe not originally, but have become through their longevity, through their yeah. through the sheer brilliance yeah. of the three four three and Bungie. people. Bungie, were, Bungie well, did most of it. Okay, all right, I'll give them three four three showed up for Halo Four. Yeah, but Halo I don't one, know. One two three ODST and did Bungie start incorporating the extra? 
The books started before Halo One. Okay, all right. So, but just so the majority. To learn about yeah, that was yeah. pretty. The fact that both the fact me. that both studios have carried that mm-hmm. tradition is yeah. incredible because, like, you would imagine if something traded hands at some point mm-hmm. in its lifespan, there would be a lull in content. But three four three was really good at maintaining the idea that yes, we have this now, but we understand its core pillars of why it exists and how to maintain its story. Because mm-hmm. you got the Forerunner trilogy and the Kilo Five trilogy of books after Halo 4, after 343 took over, that told the stories of the Forerunners up until we start interacting with history, and like a Black Ops team in Oni that's interacting with things that are causing civil wars that you see in Halo 5 and things like that. Like, Mm -hmm. 343's carry the tradition on very well. So that that was all new to me. Before that, it was, I mean, granted, I knew you had the books. You had given me the books that I started one and kind of got lost in it and never persisted but um, uh, I knew they existed but I didn't know they had been really um, uh, uh, instrumental in mm-hmm. in how the game progressed throughout the decade yeah. decades very meticulously yeah. crafted and what how honoring it is to the, the authors and the artists and the creators to mm-hmm. all be working together in that kind of collaborative for sure. Uh, element is just well, the, pretty huge. The Halo show we're getting next year um, has, can't be soon enough. has Admiral Perengoski in it. And Perengoski's a character from the Kilo 5 trilogy of books. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. never been in a game. Mm-hmm. So like even the books are going to show up in the show, which is based on the game, which pulls from the... They're all connected. Yeah, and, and if you don't really know, good. Showtime is yeah, doing, Showtime a, is doing a, a series. Yeah. Nine episodes, I think. Nine hour long episodes. And it won't come out till twenty twenty one. I think it's twenty twenty. No. No, I think it's twenty twenty one. Can't <laughs> happen <laughs> soon enough. Anyway, it's they, in pre production. It's casted. It's and, cast, yeah. And so it's going to be fantastic, and I think Show Showtime can pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we listened to that podcast mm-hmm. on. Um... <sighs> Writers. Yeah. No, it was no. the it's the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences podcast. Ted Price, we at least stood on the way up to Chicago mm-hmm. with Kiki Wolfkill, okay. and she's like, well, "I think we cracked the code of making a good book turned or game turned show because mm-hmm. that's like never movies or sorry mm-hmm. games don't make good transitions to mm-hmm. the silver screen mm-hmm. uh, or TV very often, and I I would argue there hasn't really been one great one yet. There's been some good, okay ones, but like the people that argue about the ones that are good say like Mortal Kombat." That movie's not good, guys. It's it's good because of its like nostalgia and like, oh man, remember when that came out? But like if you <laughs> hold that up to a movie that wins an award, you're like, eh, this movie's yeah, not gonna win anything. Yeah. Which is a shame. Well your expectations were different. <laughs> yeah, and I think so that video games I think the video <laughs> game writers in many cases deserve awards. Like mm-hmm. the people that wrote Uncharted and Last of Us, like, deserve awards. Wow. Why isn't that done? And we, there are rewards that are given out, but they're not on the prestige level no. of Oscars. And I think, like, the closest is the British um, BAFTA. What is that? What is that? <laughs> BAFTA is the closest it gets mm-hmm. to Oscar level. Mm-hmm. And they only just started including games uh, about five or seven years ago, so... But regardless. Okay, anyway, um, yeah. So, I took us down a, a path Yeah, there. so uh, eventually mm-hmm. it comes down to... 
the Arbiter gets convinced of the heretic's story, mm -hmm. that the rings are actually made to kill people, because they are not meant to send you on some divine great yeah. journey. And that coupled with Setting the betrayal of the covenant, the yeah. betrayal of the, the prophets, removing the, the elites and setting the brutes mm -hmm. as their new right hand causes this schism that completely divides the covenant. Mm -hmm. um, and then Chief working his way through uh, high charity, the covenant. Like, right, they have to stop the flood. Well, the flood Another shows ring. up. The flood uh, shows up. They fly a bunch of uh, craft from the ring up into high charity. Who 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 reintroduces the flood? Huh? How did? Wasn't it the prophets that sent the flood? No. Okay. No, no. I thought they. Had, that was another one of their betrayals. No, they. The flood is a problem to them too. Okay. But mm -hmm. uh, the that it does happen that the. Prophet of Mercy gets a flood form attached to him. Mm -hmm. And uh, rather than letting Tartarus pull it off to save him, he was like, The great journey waits for no one, brother. Not even you. And turns around and walks, walks away. away. Uh, which Chief is, pulls it off. Yeah, Chief rips it out, but yep. the, yeah, he's dead. So it's fine. So another ring has to be destroyed, but without setting off the rings. So this is the tension all throughout the rest of that. Yeah. Is and, trying uh, to get there first, which they don't, but then they start it and then they have to, whatever. Yeah, and yes. Arbiter, not Arbiter, um, the Prophet captures, um, what, J uh, not Jacobs, <laughs> Sarge and uh, Keys mm -hmm. to get them to turn on the ring um, and like... And then you have to go. You have to go fight Tartarus. Mm -hmm. Essentially, the ring gets turned on. And you have to stop it. And the only way you can stop it is to go and kill Tartarus and keep him from turning it on. And so Chief uh, leaves with a forerunner ship in high charity, and it goes into a portal, and you have no idea where it's going. And then you play the end of the game as Arbiter as you fight this big brute who's turned on the ring in hopes of stopping. And Cortana says, "If you go through the portal, I have an idea of how to stop it." Yeah, okay. she's gonna detonate. Yeah. She's going to detonate High Charity, yeah. which she doesn't, I realize now. Because in Halo 3, she doesn't blow up um, in Amberclad's core. She's like, remember, she's like, mm -hmm. if you leave me here, I can yes. set this off yeah. to wipe that out. Right. And she never does it, mm -hmm. which is why the Flood comes to Earth in Halo 3. That's how. Yeah. But okay. the, the end of that game is the biggest cliffhanger in the world, and I love it. It just Chief shows up in orbit on the Forerunner ship, and uh, he calls in through the comms, and Admiral Hood is like, Master Chief, you mind telling me what you're doing on that ship? Sir, finishing this fight. <laughs> Credits, like, that's it. And I remember being a kid and being like, what the fuck? Like, Which, no! What's, what, what, what's the, where, where is it when he says, uh, uh, I'm, I'm taking, I'm giving the Covenant back their bomb. That's the beginning of Halo 2, yeah, <laughs> yeah. when you're fighting back. Yeah. He goes, uh, <laughs> sir, permission to leave the station. For what purpose, Master Chief? To give the Covenant back their bomb. Permission granted. <laughs> That's such a great Permission scene. granted. <laughs> and then Cortana says, what if you miss? And he goes, like, I won't. I won't miss. And then, so then he, so he does, he shoves it, the bomb down their throat and he, 
p pushes off, and then he zooms back into space. And lands and on top of an amber clad. <laughs> and you hear this <laughs> clank. <laughs> you remember what Sarge the says? The ship goes like this. Remember what Sarge says? For a... For a brick, brick. he flew pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the oh, characters in this game really come to life. Yeah. Sarge is great. Yeah. Uh, Keys is great. Yeah. Well, Admiral Hood is voiced by Ron Perlman, and he's really good. Isn't it Lord Hood? He's a lord. He's it not Admiral, he's a lord. Or is that in three? That's mm. a, he's called Lord Hood in three, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. He's an admiral. Yeah. Lord Admiral, I think yeah. is his name. But they call him Lord Hood. Lord Hood, yeah. And I didn't know that was Ron Perlman. I wish yeah. I had. <laughs> yeah, listen to it again. It's it's Ron. Um, mm -hmm. And it, his Halo 3 um, avatar looks far more like Ron Perlman. Halo 2, he looks really bad in the original cutscene. <laughs> and then the, the Blur Studios remake, he looks completely different. Yeah. He looks great, but he looks completely different. Yeah. Everything looks good in the Halo remaster, Halo 2 remaster. Yeah. The cutscenes are incredible. The, it's great. It's great. Um... But, uh, yeah, that's Halo 2. I've gone on far long enough about my personal life and connection to these games. And it will, I mean, it'll keep popping up. This mm -hmm. was in 2004. I was 12, 13 almost uh, at the point that this came out. Um, because I think it came out in November. I turned 13 in December. Um, that Close year, enough. That year, yeah. yeah. Um, not a lot was going on. I was getting ready to start playing baseball real heavily. Um, but, like, games were still the thing that Ben brought the system over, and we did. Halo mm -hmm. 3 was in high school, and that was the foundation of me and Ryan Tavener's relationship, who's on Bounty Board, um, Sergeant Sodium. And then, like, from from there, like, 3, ODST, Reach, were all in college. Or, no, those were all... And oh, um, in, in case yeah. you don't know, if you haven't played, um, you can do one and two cooperatively. We used to have to do it with on split two. screen with two people. And, and then we used to have everything to do, else do, is four. Yeah, we used to have to do it with split screen before we had. The we can, yeah, we can still do it in split screen. Yes, but now we can do it online. But you can do it online with full two. screen, two full screens. But from three on, it can be uh, four man squad. Yeah, which. Um, it's nice. Yeah, it's very nice. Because well, when we get to talking about ODST, which we will, we've been playing that with uh, myself, Calamity, here with me, and then Sketch, Ben, um, who is my grandma's son, and then Jordan, who is my younger brother. So it's a 66-year-old, a 39-year-old, a 27-year-old, and a 19-year-old playing Talk about your all in the same family. Yeah, yeah, it's three people all separated by 10, 10, 10, and 15 years. Um not 15. You weren't 15 when you had Ben. No. 20 years. 30. Uh, I was 30 when Ben was born. <laughs> wait, he's 40 and you're 66. You weren't 30. You were 26. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Okay. We figured Do it out. Math. Matt. <laughs> I'm an artist. Um, what do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did math at work the other day and my boss said, you're smart. And I was like, no, I'm not. Don't. No, no, don't no. set me up for that. Don't do that. <laughs> Math, I suck at. They don't usually um, let me do the money. No. 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 When I do, we run out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. But we'll see you guys in a well, couple weeks. Yeah, we'll wrap this up. Talk about Halo 3. Yeah. Um, sorry if we rushed to the end of that. We've got a time commitment. Yeah, and they might too. They might too. To yeah. So let's and, just you know, say... Maybe this is nice that it's a little shorter this week. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, we'll talk more about Halo 3, which I think is one of Bungie's best, most concise stories. Um, and the emotion that starts playing on people's heartstrings with Chief and Cortana, because Chief leaves Cortana behind. 
Yeah. Oh, I get shivers the, just thinking about it. And and he says when I get when I when I fix bit. this, I'll come back. And yeah. Cortana says, "Don't make a girl a promise if you can't keep yeah. it." Yeah. And then she's she's lost in the con in the construct. Yeah, she's hiding in high charity in the and, Covenant capital ship while the grave mind is there. Right, and, and she's says, getting corrupted. She's yeah. getting short circuited and I mean, he, trying to the, corrupt remember him. The, remember the post credit scene where he's. I have listened for thousands of years through rock, and now I will talk, and you will listen. And she goes, shoot. <laughs> and you were just like, she's such a badass. Like, yeah, she is, her she is. So we will talk okay. about, we will talk all about that. Yeah. And all about the emotional moment I had of seeing my uncle and grandma walking together in front of me in Halo 3. Side by side. I, oh, it took me, like, that cutscene happened immediately after that, so I didn't have to show it. But I, for a minute, was like, oh. <gasps> Oh God! This is so much. Yeah, uh, but we're rambling now. So. Yeah, the family that plays together stays yeah, together. Stays together. Yeah. All right, we'll let you go. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. We will see you in a couple weeks. Talk Take about it easy. Halo Three yeah. uh, again. Stick to that YouTube channel. And yeah, Nerdy Bits TV. Watch that stuff, and uh, yeah, we'll see you. Okay, then. take it easy. Thumbs up. <laughs> there it is. Thumbs up. <laughs> see you guys. Bye.